Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. to episode 172 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. I'm David. And I'm Bill. Two guests with us today. Uh, David, you haven't been on for a while, but you've been on many times. So uh, welcome back. Thanks for doing this. This Thank is you. Uh, very exciting. And of course, Bill, a reoccurring guest, almost uh, 100% geek, you could say. Perhaps <laughs> we'll have to uh, negotiate with his uh, agents and see if we can get yes. him. But uh yeah, welcome back, Bill. This is this is great. You got a lot of stuff to talk about today, mostly trailers, but there's a lot to dive in within those trailers. So it won't be a simple like, you know, what'd you guys think? Oh, it's pretty good. All right, moving on. You know, we got some uh, discussion pieces with those. Uh, so starting out with recommendations, uh, I'd like to recommend uh, Field of Geeks. I don't know if anyone out there has heard of us, uh, but been around for six years now. Uh, have a network of shows. Field of Geeks, which focuses on geek news, and Field of Geeks at the Movies, which we do like audio commentaries and sometimes movie discussion. And of course, we have Field of Geeks specials where it's one-off interviews with uh, comic creators, uh, writers, and uh, filmmakers. So we also have the Super Unknown. It's our um, mythical show, if you will. We cover murder, mysteries, uh, all sorts of fun stuff. And, of course, much, much more. Uh, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends, family, complete strangers, etc. Also, like to recommend 515 Gaming. Bill, would you like to continue? Absolutely. Um, so, we uh, we are on solely on YouTube for the moment. Um, I don't plan on doing really anything with Twitch. Um, kind of done with that platform, but... Mm-hmm got uh resident evil 8 that we are continuing for right now it's probably going to be some grand theft auto 5 and some other things thrown in there as i get time to edit uh that's the big thing right now is just trying to find time to edit and things like that um speaking of editing i've got uh, a friend of mine who is uh working with me on some of the youtube algorithms so hopefully we can kind of get a little boost in that. We'll see if that works for us. Ooh, but, do uh, share, do share in private. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn YouTube. So uh, I know it's uh, it's a lot harder for newer creators or people who don't have you know the subscriber count that mm-hmm. that others do. But yeah, I mean, I think just really, I'm happy with the way the channel's going right now. I've got kind of like a close knit subscriber yeah. base, you know, and. They enjoy it, so they keep watching. So I'm happy with that for now. Um, yeah, they're well produced yeah. videos you do, like fantastic. It's just, yeah, people well, need to I'm, check uh, it out. I'm looking into some editing software and stuff like that too. Um, I'm probably going to start posting the videos on Facebook Gaming as well, rather than just putting out a a link for the YouTube page, but. Sure. Hopefully I can do like some short videos on YouTube or on Facebook gaming and that can kind of get people interested in the YouTube channel. Episode eight of um, Resident Evil Village will be coming out today. Uh, I was just working on editing that before we got on the call here. So 
Look forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So check those out, everyone. Uh, we'll get into the news now. Uh, quick topic. The <clears throat> Snyder Cut is officially releasing physical media on September 7th, 2021. So my birthday's the ninth. So everyone out there, a uh, <laughs> little hint there. Uh, there we go. Yeah, it's going to be on 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray. Also, they're doing a Zack Snyder trilogy release. It's called the Zack Snyder Justice League Trilogy. It'll include Man of Steel, BVS, the Ultimate Edition, the only edition you should see, in my opinion. The Snyder Cut, of course, itself, it's an eight-disc set. So, Wow. Yeah, I think that would be, I, you know, well, <laughs> I might buy that instead of just the Snyder Cut, have them all, even though I have the other two. So, I don't know. Ugh, damn it. Why do they do that? I know why they do that. I'm just uh, talking to myself, but... Uh, <laughs> so you'll spend money. Yes, of course. It's all about marketing. The true fans are, the true fans are going to be like, oh, oh, and they're going to go buy like the the, the limited edition mm -hmm. metal case. Yes, even though they've got the other movies. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's it looks great. The case, it's like got a clear uh, see through uh, sleeve. It goes over it all, and then the the eight disc set's got a bunch of cool artwork. So we'll see. I might fall for it, or I'll just buy the Snyder Cut itself. But yeah, totally worth. Uh, I'm so happy it's coming out on physical media. Uh, just get to, because that's still the best way to see something. You know, uh, streaming's great, but it's you know, it's got its limitations unless you have great internet, right? I know they're burying yeah. fiber in our area right now, so that'll probably improve things. But yeah, in the meantime, I'd rather have physical media. <laughs> I really don't want it to go away. So this is, um, I guess, the UK already has the Snyder Cut. So we're getting it late, but uh, hey, that's uh, better than nothing. Uh, yeah, I adored the Snyder Cut. I thought it was great. I think uh, most of us here, probably all of us on the show liked it. Uh, David, I don't know if you had a chance to see it yet. If you did, what were your I, thoughts? Yeah, I haven't yet to see it. Um, I have a hard time watching movies at the moment. Yeah. Uh, on th on Thursdays, my daughter's has, on my Thursdays off, my daughter's got a doctor's appointment. Oh, sure. So I take her. And then on my Mondays off, I try and squeeze in whatever. However, my wife is home, working mm -hmm. from home. So I run the risk of picking and choosing what I can watch mm -hmm. and hoping I don't get side comments behind me because she's <laughs> rolling her eyes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So like like uh, like Conjuring Three, I had to watch. I had to wait till she wasn't home because there's no way she's gonna allow me to watch that with her in the room. The first one scared the daylights out of her. She won't go back to the rest of them. Is she not a um, scary movie yeah. fan? Like I thought she was. Uh, kind of, sort of. Depends on the movie. Her, yeah. she doesn't go very far beyond reality. So, like the slashers and stuff, the the serial killers. Yeah. She's really into that. Yeah. But you get things like The Conjuring, or if you sit down to try and play Dungeons and Dragons with her, <laughs> and it's a huge nope because it goes too far beyond what she'll what she'll comprehend gotcha she's not a fan of the alien because she's one of those people that if if a a gray alien popped up in my front yard and started talking to her she would doubt that it was an actual alien think that it was somebody in a costume <laughs> so like the, the spaceship could be hovering and everything there's just really good effects she's one of those people she's just really yeah yeah you really have to prove it to her so <laughs> yeah she's just She's okay with like the serial killers and stuff because it's physical in life. 
Yeah, yeah. We have those people in life, but things you can't touch. You getting, possessions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get yeah. that. I once get that. Once you start getting sci-fi or supernatural, then she's like, no. Yeah that that first Conjuring was extreme. It was a well done film, and I haven't seen the yes. second one. I've been wanting to see the third one, and maybe um, towards the end you can review the third one for us. I don't know if you saw it, Bill, but we could do spoiler free. It's not a big deal. That's leaving HBO Max soon, so I'm tempted yeah. to see it. So we'll see. Yeah, but, I see it. Yeah, I saw, um, the, yeah, I saw the first one. I haven't, I guess, kept up with the series, but I'm freaked out by dolls, man. I don't like dolls at all. Oh, so yeah. The whole, you know, I don't know if Annabelle's part of that. <laughs> no, she, you see her in a case, but, and she plays a bit part in the second one because the, the, the quote unquote nun demon. Yeah. Uh, kind of, kind of attacks them in their home. Wow. And so, and I don't remember, and I don't remember it was a vision or something that Annabelle coming out of the case, but so she plays a bit part in the second one, but you just see a glimpse of her in the third. So Which, don't get me wrong. I love to be scared. Like that's why I watch horror movies, you know, sure. but, uh, dolls are one of those things that I'm just like, okay, I got to watch this with the lights on. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. That's me. That's me. But, but uh, I got a five-year-old daughter, so yeah, it, I've got dolls all over the house. So I have to be picky about which haunted doll, quote-unquote haunted doll movies I watch as well. I don't want any. I don't want to watch anything that's got where I can glance over and see my doll, my daughter's oh. version of it sitting, yeah. you know, in the living room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Transformers fans, a new movie has been announced: Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Not sure what that could be about. Wink. Yeah, Beast Wars. Um, so I'm I, curious if, if they're going to go back in time, like in the cartoon. Yeah, um, I mean, if they did like an adaptation of it, like, like granted, there's a whole what, like two, three seasons of the cartoon, but something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it adapted into film. That was one of my favorite Transformers series when I was growing up. So, first CG um, series of its time, right? I mean, I guess there might have been others, but that was a prominent first. <laughs> CGI series, right? Yeah, yeah that was that was yeah. like right, right when reboot and stuff like that was coming out. Yes, so they were starting first play around with CGI and right everything like that. But like they even uh, they even found like the arc from like the main mm -hmm. Transformers universe. So that'd be kind of cool to see too. Wow. Yeah, all the Transformers were on, on were slow, like, shut down or sleeping or whatever. Yeah. And I like the animation style because it it was see it was kind of computer generated, but then it looked like it was drawn as well. It was a very nice combination mm -hmm. the way they did it. So I did watch some of them. So I'm curious on how they're going to do this. I would love to see with our modern technology on CGI, quote unquote robotic versions of the of the the animals and the insects and stuff like that. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, didn't the last? I didn't. I saw parts of the last night, which was the the last Michael Bay Transformers film, and I think didn't they hint at them in that film? If if you guys have seen it, I don't know if you have. Uh, I thought there was a little hint. I don't remember, like some kind of dragon transformer or something. I don't know. The movie lost me. Oh, it's, the Dinobots. Uh, that was a I think they, they did the Dinobots. Oh, Dinobots. Yeah. yeah, that was and it. Okay. They hyped they hyped it up, and then they were in there for like five minutes. Of course, yeah. of course. They, they, they did this. They pulled the Darth Maul. We're gonna hype him up, and then put give him twelve. This minutes guy later. is gonna lead this new trilogy. I am so excited. 
what? <laughs> There's two of them. What's going on? Yep. Yeah. Bumblebee was a kind of a reboot prequel film, if you will, set in the 80s, and it had the Gen 1 look of the Transformers. It was critically acclaimed. It didn't make a lot of money like the other ones did. I loved it. And this new film, this new film, I'm not sure if they're going to like erase that one or if that's, I think it's included by uh, the things I've seen. Like it's set, like this new film is set in 1994, Brooklyn, New York. And I guess it also is in Peru in spots. Um, So Optimus Prime and uh, Bumblebee are going to be featured in it for everyone who's seen bumblebee towards at the end it pretty much sets up like they're all here now and they all look like we wanted them to look and here we go but yeah i really i like i like michael bay's first transformers film and i like bumblebee a lot okay Uh, other than that they're very messy in my opinion i know they made a ton of money they were great popcorn movies so it'll be interesting to know if they're gonna go back to just being big without much um you know, good storyline or imagination, if you will. Uh, you know, we'll see. They, but yeah, yeah. If they keep it along the same vein of Bumblebee, where like they're actually, you know, accurate depictions of them. Yeah, where they're not just you know cobbled together mesh of metal and scraps. Yes. Then I think it'll be good. But yeah, I, I, don't know, we'll I hope see. they're taking notes from that because that's. I think that was great, and yeah, yeah. I know it didn't make a ton, and it could have been. You know, it could have been a busy summer with a lot of films. If it came out in the summer, I can't remember. But I think people, I think last night probably exhausted a lot of people, a lot of fans of the film it series. Was, yeah, I mean, they they tried to kind of like reboot and retcon a lot of stuff with that. Yeah. And it just didn't really work. Right. I mean, I don't know. It was just... It was just that right. Right. By that point, I was just exhausted with the series. I was like, okay, we're... Just let's just move on. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I, I still, yeah, like I said, I like that first one a lot, and then yeah. Bumblebee was like a, a return to what that first one kind of set up in a way, and then it had a nice, cool setting in the '80s. You know, I like that, and it just was directed beautifully, and it looked great. Characters looked great, so yeah, we'll see what the look of this film is going to be. But yeah, the characters, I guess, to be featured are the Predacons, the Maximals, the Terracons. Scourge will be the bad guy, the main dude, main villain. And you'll have Nightbird, Air Razor, and Rhino. I'm bummed after Bumblebee. You know, they're talking about rebooting again. And I hope that that this isn't a reboot. They started filming on June 7th, and it will open on June 24th, 2022. Yeah, I've noticed that quite a few movies have got pushed back to next year. But luckily, we're still getting quite a few this year, surprisingly. I mean... To be fair, they were done a year ago, so that's why. But, <laughs> uh, but hey, I'll I'll still take them. I I think Black Widow will be my. I keep saying this every show. I, it feels like, uh, yeah, Black Widow. I think will be my first movie theater experience uh, since you know before the pandemic happened. So I'm pretty excited. I think about it's gonna that. be mine as well. So the Flash is currently filming in England, and last week there was set photos that were shown to the world. Uh, what'd you guys think about what you saw? I'm pretty excited, uh, just more than anything, to see Michael Keaton be back in it. You know, Michael Keaton looks really good for playing an older Bruce Wayne. Um, the Supergirl outfit looks great. I don't think it's like over the top comic booky. It's you know, it's pretty more, it's more streamlined and looks pretty cool. So 
Hi, yeah, the new Supergirl looks great, uh, played by Sasha Cowley. I think that's how you say her name. She got the Henry Cavill uh, Superman symbol. Looks great. I'm glad they're honoring that look. Um, yeah, it makes me feel like it's still connected, so that's great. I mean, all the casting Snyder did is pretty much connected. The rumor is that she's not the Kara Danvers Super Supergirl. She's uh, actually Laura Lane Kent. That I guess was oh, birthed okay. out of the Injustice game and the comic, the comics they had. It would explain how she looks different, you know. And I guess that's the, the costume she had in that game. So I'm super excited about it. I uh, I think it looks great. I know a lot of people have kind of criticized it. Uh, I don't see any problem. And a lot of people are complaining that the cape's not there, but you know they CG in the capes anymore. So that's probably just what it's going to be. I'm guessing, and if not, it's fine too. I mean, they'll anything weird about the uniform, they'll tweak, you know, in post. So, yeah, it, it looks oh, yeah. great. I mean, you gotta you gotta take the set photos with a grain of salt. Of course, I mean, they, yeah, they did the same thing with uh, with crossbones in uh, yes, you know, Civil War. He looked he didn't look like anything re really special when the set photos came out, and then when the movie came out, he was like, oh wow, that's cool. I think it's going to look cool with Michael Keaton being Batman again. And yeah. I think, uh, I think, I still think it'd be cool to have him play Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond live action movie. I think that would be cool. Well, there's rumors. Actually, yeah. Yeah. There's rumors he might be having like a multi picture deal, maybe. I, I take that with a grain of salt. Oh, I do too. I do too. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to get what we're getting. It's like 2000, but yeah, yeah. I'm happy to get what we're getting. So this, this, I never imagined this would happen. Him returning. Yeah. He looks great. He's rocking the, the silver fox hairdo, you know, great wig. I like it. Um, yeah. New car looks great. I don't know if you've seen the car, but he's, it's not the Batmobile. It's just the car Bruce Wayne drives. It's like a Mercedes uh, Maybach 6, I guess. It's a concept car. It looks mm -hmm. really badass. Uh, it's pretty freaking cool. And I just couldn't help when I read that. It was a concept car. It just makes me want to uh, quickly uh, bitch about the uh, new Ford Broncos, how the concept looked amazing. <laughs> and now they look just like, they look like shit to me. I don't know. I don't know if you've uh, seen them, but man, it doesn't look like a Bronco. You know, it's not, it's not big. It's a little small looking thing. I hate how concepts uh, are so great, you know, and then I get though why they change them because it's like, well, costs a lot of money. But again, yeah. I think you would sell a lot more if they look like the damn concept. So <laughs> that's my quick. Well, uh, they, they did a lot of concept cars for Tony Stark too, like all the yeah the Audi electrical cars and stuff like that. I don't think those were like market ready. They were just kind of there's so much probably to run together. Yeah, yeah. makes but, sense. Uh, I mean, that's that's I great that though. I think this looks good. It gets me excited to see a DC movie in the theaters again. Yeah, yeah, and it, it looks like it's gonna be colorful. And uh, you know, the first uh, first image they they teased. I think it was before the Supergirl symbol Im image was the bat symbol from Batman Returns. It's got some blood on it. Kind of, it's kind of a nod to um, the comedian's pin from Watchmen. Yeah. So it makes you wonder if that's gonna have any. Anything to do with the story, uh, you know, the rumor is this is like an alternate timeline or they're in the future. Like, it's hard to say, you know, how this all culminates, but it looks really cool. Like uh, our old Batman fans, I think are going to be really psyched to, to see Keaton back. I love Keaton and he still looks great, too. You know, he's I think he might be oh, pushing yeah. 70, but he, he looks great. 
you know, when you have that much money, you can afford good trainers and stuff, unless it's just good yeah. jeans. Well, but yeah, well, I think he was trying to stay in shape too, in case they did a Sinister Six kind of thing for oh yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what they're leading towards. Yeah. Right. This, this Supergirl looks a lot like the uh, the new Fifty Two yeah. Superman without the underwear. Yeah. It looks, which I think they what they were going for was his his suit is semi armor, mm-hmm. the light armor. Yeah, because uh, the abs and stuff. Well, yeah, because he, no one predicted. You know, I don't think I don't remember if his is his family knew that when they sent him to Earth, he was going to gain his abilities. Mm-hmm. So I think the Kryptonian his the suit was meant for somewhat armor, right? Which we've seen it get destroyed. So <clears throat> in in various fights throughout the movies and so on and so forth. So I mean, but I think this is something similar. This just looks a lot like his original outfit. I'm sure they're going to tweak it with CGI. Mm-hmm. and whatnot yeah i mean looks, she does look good yeah yeah i think it looks great um also there's like a rumor before i mean it's not official she's laura lane kent but when people are thinking if she's cara danvers how they could introduce her is when mm-hmm. clark goes to the uh kryptonian pod if you will i think that's how you say it in the man of steel there's a bunch of other um chambers where they sleep in hibernate whatever for their travels and there was some open already when Clark was walking through, and there's some other mm-hmm. suits. So a lot of people are like, "Hey, maybe Kara came out of that, and she's been on Earth for a long time." If that's who this version of Supergirl is, but I think it makes good sense to use the Lower Lane Kent just because of the looks, and you know, you already have Supergirl on WB right now, so there could be a lot of confusion with some people. Also, yeah. you do have the Flash, so I guess you could kind of rule that out, too. Quick nod to Superman and Lois. I bring this up every time like I'm paid by them. I'm not, I swear. It's getting really, really good. Like, there's another cliffhanger for a hiatus they're having, but, man, it's so good. Like, you will not be disappointed. It does not feel like a CW show unless uh, season two they totally, you know, destroy it, but... It doesn't. I was I was really impressed by it. I went ahead and great got the CW app and just kind of binge watched it throughout the week. And yeah, I was I was really impressed with it. Me like too. Kind of kind of brought me back to like the feeling I had when Smallville was the first in its first season. Right. I was like really excited by it, and it wasn't hokey or stupid. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, the suit looks great. Um, they all look great. I, just, and I love the mm-hmm. concept about them having kids and you know, exploring the whole teenage years with them and not everything's hunky dory, you know, and they move them back to Smallville, like all that stuff's really cool. And this latest episode, I won't give too much away, but it it's it's really cool. It kind of retells some things we were hinted at. It's really neat. Really neat. And uh yeah, I, I just hope it has a good finale and going forward I hope they don't have too many execs try to take control and, you know, he needs a team now or something, you know, how they did it with the other shows. Yeah. But at least we'll have a solid first season that you can, that, to me, like looking back at Heroes, for instance, if I ever buy a box set, it's going to be the first season only of Heroes because that I thought was perfect. And then when they went yeah. on from there, it just got, it just got I, out of control. I think I got into second season. I enjoyed it. But I think after that, I don't remember where I left off in Heroes. Yeah. I did like that whole the whole. Con- I think I think when they finally started explaining it, mm-hmm. like everybody was genetically manipulated, and it all just kicked in with that solar eclipse. Mm-hmm. That I, I think that's when I got I gave up. However, that first season, yeah, 
Yeah, that first season I think was the absolute best. I do too. Yeah, and I I probably need to I need to pick that up on Blu-ray or 4K if I get a player someday. But yeah, that could just have stopped right there, and it would have been fine. Like you could have just made up your own mind where the characters went. But you know, there was aspects of the other seasons that were interesting. It's just it just never could recapture that first season. You know, I think uh, they just had a they just had a full idea of what they wanted. Right? It's just like when. Anyone makes a movie, right, that's successful, they pretty much put everything into it they could. And to sequelize that is very hard, you know, to recapture that without making something different entirely. You know, yeah. that's that's the curse, I guess, of success. Unless you have, you know, a whole trilogy planned out, you know, that's probably the only way you can be successful. But then after that trilogy, it's like the studio screams they want more, like Matrix 4, for instance. It's like, where do you go? Like, and that's another franchise. I think the first one is just where we should have stopped. You know, I think that was just perfect. You know, make up your own mind where they go. I, I, I will yeah. add the Animatrix was good too. The Animatrix was awesome. It gave you kind of like that backstory and yeah, everything like that too. And then the, uh, I don't know. I think the only good thing that came out of the second Matrix was the, the spinoff video game they did that actually showed you like Ghost and Niobe. Like yes. what they were doing while everybody else was doing their thing. And yeah, they showed you more was, of the characters mm-hmm. than the damn movie did, <laughs> which yeah. I understand. They have kind of made you actually care about those characters, whereas before they were just background. Yeah, because that was like a big deal. Like Jada Pinkett Smith's in this film, and you didn't really see much of her character. You know, she did a few flips, no. but that was about it. And it's like, okay, all right, I guess that's it. But yeah, they were they were uh, prominently featured in that game, if I remember correctly, right? I, I, I got my T-shirt. Yeah. You could play as well. There was yeah. You could play as either one, either or. But they like each had their own little storyline and interactions with the Oracle and stuff like that. So right, right. It was pretty cool to see. But I don't remember much of the second movie. Yeah. To be honest, I do <laughs> like I, I I enjoyed the third one because everything came to a head. The robots attacked. They defended their home. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you know, Agent Smith or whatever he was, you realize that. Was it now a virus? Because let's be honest, that's what he was. He was a virus, mm-hmm. and was and whatnot. And all that, everything came to a head. So I remember the third one, and I really enjoyed the first one because because that was really different. The whole bending yourself to avoid the bullets and that was mm-hmm. they they really stepped outside the box and did really well when they did the first one. Yeah. But the second one is just not that memorable to me. Yeah, it, it's not. I clunky. think like. There were some cool parts to it, and if you could take out all the boring crap, like the talk with the architect and all that stuff, like mm-hmm. I think it would be, you know, it'd probably be like a thirty-minute movie, but it'd still be better than what we got. I wonder if I would understand it more now watching it, uh, the architect scene, because I remember that took me out, but I was young too, and I was like, I want the action. Yeah. Does it hold up? Because I know a lot of people have love for the sequels, what they set up. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't. I don't think the. In parts, the second and third one hold up, but I'm kind of I, waiting to see what they do with the fourth one. And yeah, I, I don't like have how, hope. <laughs> where do you go from here, kind of thing? Yeah. yeah, I just don't have. I'm like, what are we gonna do, guys? Like, I don't know. And the filmmakers well, I mean, are just in a different place too. You know, they haven't really created anything big since then, and we'll see. I guess it's just one of the uh, well, just oh gosh, how do you say their name? Wachowskis. Wachowski. Yeah, it's just yeah. one of them now. I don't think they both returned. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, I think it's just Lana Wachowski that's doing the fourth one. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. I don't. I just don't see it. But maybe that. You know what? That first trailer will probably drop, and I'll be like, "Oh man, I'm there." But I, I doubt I will get be that excited. I don't know. I just don't. Ugh, I don't know. Keanu Reeves looks like John Wick all the time now, so it's like. I think he did shave everything off for this film eventually, but there's set there's set photos of him, and that's just a problem. Like I liked Bill and Ted. At least he shaved his beard. You know, it's like change it up, man. Like. You look like the same damn character every movie. Well, Matt, that's the problem with some people, with some actors, is they get to a very memorable character like John Wick. It doesn't matter what they did before, and then everything after that's all you're seeing. Yeah. Some people is yeah, that's that's just what I'm saying. Unless they aggressively change their look, you know, like Bruce Willis, sadly, yeah. is like he phones it in, in my opinion, as well. But he looks like the same character now in every film, unless like you get a looper where he grows his hair back a little bit and has some has a little beard or something. He looks different and it looks like he's trying, you know, he just gets, yeah. I mean, that's acting's all about They had the best wigs and stuff like just change up the character, man. I mean, hell hats off to Joseph Gordon Levitt in that film looper. Damn. Had, he had a prosthetic nose to look like Bruce Willis and man, it just really changed his whole look, but God, it was, I loved it. I thought that was a great, uh, great thing to do. Make it more believable, you know? Like, hey, that could be young Bruce Willis, I guess. <laughs> Never would have imagined him playing that, but he pulled it off. So, speaking of a um, a plan for a trilogy, if you will, our next, well, our first trailer to talk about, Halloween Kills, is actually the second film in the David Gordon Green slash Danny McBride trilogy concept. Uh, they originally wanted to film all their Halloweens back-to-back, but I think uh, they wanted to... See, the first one was really a big hit with people before they continued, and so they filmed Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends back-to-back. So yeah, this second, well, it was trailer number two of Halloween Kills released days ago. I like how they're just continuing right off of where the previous one Mm -hmm. ended, you know? Yeah. Um, Like the whole scene of them, like, hiding around the corner and be like, no, let it burn, and, you know, they... Show like firefighters going in there, and that was intense, right? Like a whole yeah, group of yeah. firemen and him. And well, actually, before that, the firemen inside, you know, ones like gets pulled down, and then all these firemen have all this like tech. They have axes and chainsaws, and Michael Myers is just picking them off one by one. It's like wow, you know, because usually in Halloween, it's like one on one with Michael Myers, right? Or you got a couple people. But, like, yeah, to have he's... a whole team of firemen, like, I felt like, hey, what's up, Michael? We're going to kick your ass. You this know? one looks like he's very much, like, taking on the entire town kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. just finally like, okay, we're done with you. We're going to yeah, you got a mob? You know, get the neighbor neighborhood watch together of pitch, pitchforks and torches, and we're going to take you down kind of thing. Yeah, it just makes you feel confident. Well, like, we're going to kick his ass. But, you know, looking at the firemen fight, and no. <laughs> But then, like, every yeah. scene they show after that where they're, like, all rallying together, he's just picking them off left and right. So right. it's kind of, I mean, also, kudos to I'll... Jamie Lee Curtis for coming back for this because she looks mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Well, and that's that's a slasher's big thing is you pick people. You don't fight normally fight people in groups. You yeah. you separate them because it's right. easier to kill a person. It's easier for a Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers to kill a guy one-on-one, especially when you sneak yeah. up on him. Right. I will say that this does give me kind of a reminder of of Halloween 2, that the original that, that took place right after the first one. Yep. 
within within seconds. So I get that feel as well. I also love the fact that in one scene you've seen the three guys on the merry-go-round and they're wearing the mask from Season of the Witch. Yes, and yeah. and I think that was a nice shout out. I think that was the last movie that John Carpenter had anything to do with. Like the last one, I got excited. Like I got chilled. I was like, oh, this is this is going to as long as they ended here, this will bring such honor to the name, you know, honor back to the name of Halloween mm-hmm. and John Carpenter. And it's going, I, I'm just super excited to see it for sure with everything past season of the witch, you know, with H2. I mean, I watched H2O, but I didn't watch biz bits and pieces of the rest of them. And I was just never, I was always like, eh, but when mm-hmm. this last one that came out a couple of years ago and then this one, I'm like, yeah, I, I have to see this and I'm going to, I am going to go see it in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Looks, in fact, I'm gonna, in fact, I'm rallying up a couple of my buddies and be like, "We're going, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I was interesting about 2018's Halloween is, yeah, it's basically a second attempt at H2O because they did like the same concept almost in H2O. You know, you you pick up with Laurie again years later. Um, it's different, of course, but yeah, it's it's interesting how they kind of remade H2O or the Return of Laurie, let's mm-hmm. say. And then, yeah, like you said, this Halloween uh, kills, they're in the hospital, and it's right after the first one, so it's really reminiscent of the first, or the first Halloween 2, and Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, because I think that was pretty much the same setup, if I remember correctly. Um, I never did actually see the Rob Zombie ones, I kind of tuned those out. I don't think he's a great Uh, filmmaker, but uh, that's just me. He's hit or miss. Yeah. He's hit or miss. He is. Um, he's, I did. He's done I, some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like the three from hell, or the House of a Thousand Corpses, three from hell, and Devil's Rejects. I absolutely love those movies. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is the casting as well. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I, I have yet to watch it. I didn't hear anything good about Thirty One, which is a semi prequel. It kind of gives you the idea of how Sherry Moon becomes goes insane, and where you get. Uh, the cousin or whatever from uh, Three from Hell mm-hmm. who shows up to help them. They're hit or miss. I'm really, really super happy that he had, that he dropped the blob because that's my oh, personal yeah. favorite. The original was my personal favorite. Yeah, from the 50s. Uh, from 58. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the 50s. And so when I heard that he wanted to remake it, I was like, oh, no. But Get ready. He's doing the monsters. I don't know if you can turn the monsters into a horror movie. They tried. Did you ever see NBC did one years back? Jerry O'Connell, I think, played Herman. It was very dark take on it, and it didn't pick up. It was, just a, it was just a pilot movie, but from what I saw, it was very interesting. I just, with Rob yeah. Zombie, I just... Um, Let's say I think he's good on his own properties, but when he, it just seems Halloween should have just been some new character. It's just like he totally dissected yeah. it and changed it. And I heard the second yeah. one's just a trip. You know, it's just like well, he weird. I mean, he first... went he, he he dove into the psychological side of it, which set John Carpenter off because mm-hmm. he wasn't allowed to. Oh, sure. John Carpenter said, "I don't want I don't want Michael Myers' men, you know, his mentality and his psychological side described." He's just supposed to be a psychopath, mm-hmm. yeah. hell bent on killing people. Very simple, yeah. And when and yeah, and then when Michael Myers, when uh, Rob Zombie did that, it pissed him off because Michael Myers agreed. Or uh, man, I keep saying that Rob Zombie uh, yeah. agreed not to do it, to stick with the original plan. And then when he 
basically went against his word. He made uh, Carpenter mad. Yeah. I I like the psychological side of Michael Myers, how brutal and stuff it was, because he and because that's what zombie does. It he's gore for the sake of gore, mm-hmm. and and sometimes I like that, but yeah, he's he's a hit and miss guy, right? I and I I do like the, how they've balanced that out with these these this in 2018 and this one how it's not over the top gore. And we still we still kind of keep to the the feel of the first the original. Yeah, yeah. They the twenty eighteen basically erased all films except the original Halloween, which was nineteen seventy eight, and then um, uh, Halloween H two O itself back in ninety eight. They ignored one or they ignored everything but one and two. They kept that they kept that storyline about Laurie's Michael's sister, which the twenty eighteen you know they had a lot of Easter eggs in it. They had, you know, that part. I think it was just like a, a rumor around town. It was just a little joke, you know, a nod. You know, Shamrock Halloween masks were, were seen in that uh, movie. So it makes me wonder yeah. if, I, if these kids in this this new film, if that's them or somebody else. Because um, he kind of, when they show these kids, they, they talk about Michael's past and going to his childhood home. It makes me wonder, is this from the past, these these people and these kids in these masks, or are these the kids we saw in 2018's version? So, yeah, it's just, there's so much to process. Like, yeah, when I see that, I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely Season of the Witch, you know? Like, could some of these Easter eggs actually become more than Easter eggs, you know? Like, are they actually going to play with it a little bit? I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the other thing. Are they going to acknowledge Michael as supernatural? Because... You know, it's a little bit more than him just being lucky at this point. You know, yeah. Which... I I don't think they really need to dive into the supernatural stuff too much. I mean, they they tried doing that with Jason Voorhees, and mm-hmm. that was horrible. Well, yeah, and all the Halloween films after three, um, they did too with Michael. Like they really got yeah. into like he you know, like a uh, a cult dude, basically made him a serial killer. To me, like the Halloween series is a lot like Hellraiser. It's like one, two, and three are good, mm. and after that, you don't need to keep watching. Yeah, right. Um, or at least that's how I felt about the series up until they did this, you know, mm-hmm. continuation of it. And I think it's been, you know, going great. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this one. This is one I'll actually go see in the theaters instead of just waiting for it. Yeah, it looks to, like an event. That's for sure. Streaming or whatever, but yeah, absolutely looks good. Yeah, uh, YouTube years ago had. Um, I think it's still out there. If I find the link, I'll put it in the show notes. But they have a making of all the Halloween films. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they include the zombie ones or not. This was kind of leading up to 2018's release of Halloween. So it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I got a whole history lesson, basically. And that's how I kind of know like about the man in black, which they introduced but then did away with. Uh, there's a Sheriff Barker in this Halloween Kills trailer. It reminded me of the man in black. And I was like, where, well, where the I, hell are we going with all this? In, I think the Man in Black was supposed to connect a couple of the horror franchises because I think he made, quote-unquote, made an appearance in, uh, or a character similar to him made an appearance in Jason, who's the hell? Or one of the hmm. Jason movies. Maybe. Yeah, one of the, the dude, he, his, I can't remember the actor's name, but he shows up in the black trench coat, the black mm-hmm. hat. It tells him how to kill a Voorhees, you know, the knife, special knife, so on and so forth. Yeah. So, I, uh, so I think that they were trying to 
semi-connect them in the same world. So if they wanted to do a versus, which right. would be interesting, but Voldemort Voorhees is undead, so he's going to win. I mean, maybe they'll go supernatural route after these three films are done with maybe different creators if they can kind of ride the reins, you know, and go into it. Like, I remember when HTO came out, I wanted to see every Halloween before that. And three was like always hard to find. Like I never was able to see it. Season of Witch because it was it didn't feature Michael Myers, but I liked the uniqueness of the idea. I think Carpenter had like just to do every Halloween film you do a different story. It's not all Michael Myers, and I like that concept. And of course, it didn't work. But I think Halloween three's. I mean, it has developed a cult following, and I yeah. know a lot of people do like it a lot. And uh, it's not as bad, I guess, as a lot of people have said it was. I mean, really, it had a had a lot of big ideas in it. So it's definitely something they could explore. Like, you know, after these three Halloween films, that would be a way to continue the franchise, move away from Michael Myers, which you know when they what they tried to do before, but do it this time for real. Like, just focus on good, compelling stories, and then you can just have. Maybe you have a trilogy of, of these characters and so on and so on. But yeah, um, after th- these Michael Myers films, you've got to give that character a rest, you know, I, in my opinion. But I was really surprised when they announced they were making three of these. But it looks great. I mean, uh, yeah, there's just so much to unpack. I, I, when I saw when I saw those uh, those masks, I was like, oh my God, Season of the Witch. You know, and I, I think a lot of that's playful, you know, like, hey, you remember this, right? Might not be anything of meaning in these films, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know. They could, you know, we have a huge cast and a lot of people coming back. Uh, you know, of course, you got Lori Strode, her daughter Karen, her granddaughter Allison, Doctor Loomis's nurse, uh, Marion Chambers. She's back. She was actually killed off in Halloween H two O. You know, these these Halloween films should almost have a multiverse, if you will. You know, you have the Rob Zombie films, and you have the. Uh, you know, the H2O and the films before that, and then these films, it, it seems like anyway. It's just, it's unique to have these characters come back when they already had their their last curtain call, if you will. And then you have Lindsay and Tommy, who were the kids Lori babysat for in 78's Halloween. And then uh, the Hatfield Sheriff, Lee Brackett, whose daughter was, I think, the first victim of Michael Myers in 78 as well, all coming back. So it's really... Which I think they're featured in that mob, that town mob. But I do like that idea. Like, we've never, I don't think we've ever been there before with these films. Like, a whole crowd of people, whole towns, like, fed up. And it makes me feel like we we have a chance to beat this asshole, you know? <laughs> Instead of, it like, just being two, three yeah. people. You know, like, well, we'll yeah. see if we can take it on or not. But, yeah, man, it looks it looks good. It looks, and it's, um, it is... A lot more gory than the original Halloween. Uh, what do you guys prefer um, with your gore? Like, do you like it more in your head, like I, the first Halloween, or seeing it? I think if it's done right, and mm-hmm. you don't just dump a bucket of blood on the screen just because. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I think that's sometimes like the the gore that you don't see. You know, is the is what makes it more scary. I think. Yes. Um, absolutely. You don't need to be. You don't need to be like Tarantino, or somebody gets a friggin' paper cut and it squirts halfway across the room. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. You get your hand cut off, and you lose twelve gallons of blood, but you're still fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like grounded a little bit in reality. I mean, yeah. obviously, if somebody gets their head chopped off, they're not going to be walking around. But right. Yeah. yeah, don't don't make like the final girl like lose you know 
her freaking leg or something and then just like, oh, no, I'm fine. Just walk it off. <laughs> just just put it back on. <laughs> yeah. Tape. I, <clears throat> I guess it depends on the movie I'm watching. Yeah. If I, you know, if it's really unbelievable and you're going to have a fountain of blood, then fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I consider those movies kind of cheesy to begin with. However, if I'm, if you like for slashers and stuff, I like a nice balance, like more realistic. Mm-hmm. If I, you stab somebody in the chest and pull the blade out, you're not going to get a gallon of blood leaking out. Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to, the stain on the shirt is going to be minimal because all that blood is running into the cavity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, the, the blood you don't see is, it, uh, it works as well. I would, you know, something a little bit more realistic. Mm-hmm. You can still, I mean, it, yeah, it is fantasy, but you don't have to go side. You don't have to go crazy. So, eh, you know, right? You get a little bit of blo- a little bit of blood, but not like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, that looks great. That's out October fifteenth. Perfect month for a Halloween film. Maybe I'll go see it. <laughs> I've seen the first one, so we'll see. We'll see. But uh, moving on, Shang-Chi, another trailer has released. I got to say, I'm more excited about this film now than I was for, from the first trailer. I, I don't know much about the character, to be fair, but that first trailer just didn't excite me um, much. So my understanding of the character, this is what I got off the latest, the latest comics that they rebooted the series. And I think originally he was he had conquered, this family had conquered part of China or something, but there are five clans or something like that. The clan of the fist, the clan of the hammer, the clan of the dagger, clan of the sword, and clan of the staff. And this guy, his, he put his, originally his children ran these clans, the ninjas, who specialized in these weapons. And there was a great war, and he lost some of his kids, so he trained others. And Shang-Chi is, was... A member, or yeah, it was supposed to be head of clan of the clan of the fist, mm-hmm. and he said, "Nope, I don't want any part of your world domination bullshit. I'm done," and went to America. And in the comics, there his father or adopted father passes away, and the candle, this candle will burn, will will uh, set a fire the the next head of all the clans. Mm-hmm. And it lands in Clan of the Fist. This is in the comic Clan of the Fist. Well, his adopted sister, who he was once super close to until his father separated them, who's head of the House of Hammer, is out to kill him because she wants to be head of the houses. Ah. She wants to be the next ruler of the dynasty. Gotcha. And they're also, I guess right now they're supposed to be in secret, but she's got plans of stepping out of the secret, out of the out and and kind of taking over everything. That was in the comics. Um, right. I don't know how they're going to do this, but I know in the comics, Shang-Chi and Iron Fist have thrown down and came to a draw. Wow. Like, like he, he matches, he matches Danny hand, you know, pound for pound. He matches him in technique and uh, is able to keep from being hit with the dragon, with the dragon fist. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, or the iron fist. So, He's a very formidable opponent. Yes. So this, this to me, kind of looks like, I'm not quite sure where it's going. Um, it, to me, it looks more like kind of Marvel's version of a martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it does look good. Yeah. And the fact that you get to see the abomination and Wu in the, in the arena. 
Yeah. I'm hoping they explain why these two are standing in an arena fighting. Yeah, same. Last I heard of, yeah, but why, why is Bomination not locked up in some high security vibranium himself? Yes, yes. Um, they, I can't remember if it was a Marvel one shot or a comic, but they did explain what happened to Abomination. I think he was held with, at Shield. Yes, uh, I think the they were using utilizing the Destroyer's weaponry, which they did show in the Avengers. Col- Coulson had. Yeah. I think they were using that to um, as a deterrent for him, but. I'm just so happy to see him again because, yeah, we haven't seen that character since uh, 08, The Incredible Hulk. And, uh, yeah, that was really awesome to see him and Wong fighting. And, yeah, I'm sure they'll explain it. I'm not sure where this takes place with the timeline currently, you know. Um, Is it before Infinity War Endgame or after? Uh, Perhaps it's out there and I just didn't find it. Um, but yeah, in this film, looks like Shang-Chi's father is the Mandarin, which they were originally going to put in the first Iron Man. They end up using it in Iron Man 3, which is controversial because they made it like a fictional, or not fictional, yeah. they made it a, a comedic take. He was a fake, basically. He was all talk. Uh, and then a Marvel one-shot, All Hail the King, back in 2014, uh, corrected that basically and made it so that mm-hmm. the, there actually is a Mandarin and he's, he is to be feared just like everyone, you know, um, came to know him. So yeah, Ben, Ben Kingsley was in that one shot and it was really, it was really well done. I thought and actually featured Sam Rockwell's Justin Hammer, which is a character they should yeah. bring back. I hope they do. Uh, I know they have armor wars coming up on Disney plus. Uh, I don't think it started filming yet, but I think Don Cheadle will lead that. And I'm guessing Hammer's got something to do with it. You know, just given the caliber of Rockwell's acting, uh, you know, they they should bring him back. And I'm happy that they're bringing back the Abomination. Uh, that's just something they we haven't seen for a very long time. And it further connects the Incredible Hulk to the MCU. So I'm curious if they're borrowing the rights to the Abomination like they have the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Did they acquire some of this character with one of their purchases? Like, because Kang, who is a uh, Avengers uh, bad, uh, villain, mm. his rights were tied up with the X-Men. Oh, wow. And a lot of the stuff out in space. Mm-hmm. So when when Disney bought up Fox and they got the X-Men, they got the Star Jammers, they got all that crap in space, they picked up Kang. Yeah. So... The question is, is well, my question is, is, is that where they borrowing abomination? Well, or is he, or or, or do they now have his rights? Because they're slowly trying to get the Hulk is back as well next. I think they're working on the Hulk next. The de- yeah, the deal is they're doing She Hulk right now, but the Hulk itself, the deal is Universal has distribution rights for a Hulk standalone film, so Marvel can't distribute or Disney can't distribute it. So. They can use, I think they've obviously used the Hulk, but I don't think they can be a, a big featured character because that would be like their own film. And so Universal would have the rights to that. So I think, yeah, they're able to use the Abomination because this looks like it's just a scene. I, I'm not sure. I doubt Abomination has a lot to do with the film. Could just be a quick scene, all mm-hmm. we know. But I think they're able to use whatever characters they want. They, they've used General Ross, for instance, Um in in these MCU films, so yeah, they can 
I think they can borrow all the characters they want. They just can't feature that, make them the main feature. Okay. Then Universal has to take over. So mm-hmm. who knows when the hell they'll have the rights to that back. Well, but, and this, yeah. this might be just to remind you of the Hulk to go yeah, back. I think so. And I mean, Wong is, and the Wong is just their way of tying in Doctor Strange. Right, right. Yep. Which is great because, yeah, I like that character. And he's going to be in the second Doctor Strange, I'm sure. He was in an, he was Infinity so. War and Endgame as well. Great actor. Uh, we got a, a big ass sea dragon, which is the great protector. A lot of people thought it was Fing Fang Foom, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But oh, it, yeah, it was debunked by the star. So unless it's just a straight out lie, but yeah, that dragon was badass. Like this second trailer really did it for me. Like this looked big. I just the first one just felt kind of more like a because I thought Shang. Shang-Chi was going to be like Disney Plus show. I didn't know it was going to be a movie. And that first trailer just yeah, didn't feel like a movie to me, you know? It's kind of felt a little weak. But this second one, man, they really were like, okay, if you doubted us, here we go. <laughs> See if you doubt us now. But yeah, the yeah. I like how they did the 10 rings. They're, they're arm bracelets now. They're not, you know, actual rings on your finger. I thought that was really unique. Them in action looked really cool. I'm not familiar with the Mandarin too much. And he's supposed to be magical. Yeah. He's a, uh, I, from what I understand, he's an, an Iron Man villain, and he challenges Iron Man, and he was supposed to t- challenge Tony Stark because Tony's all about technology. Yes. And doesn't believe in magic, and the Mandarin was all about magic. And so that's how he challenged Tony to up his game. So, uh, and I think that they did, in three, they did the Mandarin the way they did. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think they had pulled magic into the Marvel universe yet. Yeah, right. So they hadn't quite figured out how they were going to do it. Yes. Now that we have Strange and Wanda, uh, you know, and the Scarlet Witch and whatnot, I think that they're going to have a better understanding on how they can use the Mandarin. Yes. Who commands the elements and everything else? So this will be right. Yeah, this will be interesting how they use him. And originally, he had ten rings, and the rings up represented a different element. And magic source, I think, is what they were. So, I am glad that they're actually taking a which once was a really badass villain, and after they made him a joke, really, yeah. really use him. Right. Well, yeah. When you were saying earlier about um, from the comics, he moves away and resists joining or leading the the clan, if you will. Uh, they do hint at that in this trailer where he goes to America, befriends some people. I think he maybe changed his name. But yeah, his father comes calling um, and wants him to to join him. Um, I do like that line. Him and his father, or yeah, he's with his father, and he's like, "Don't challenge me, boy," or something like that. Like it really looked menacing. You know, this wasn't just going yeah. to be like you know a, f- a funny time or anything. This is serious stuff, and his father means means business. So, I it would be in, funny in if we see his father was. Yeah, his father was a very ruthless man. Yes, and it, and they pulled that off here. I think pretty well so i wonder if we'll get a ben kingsley cameo <laughs> maybe he's uh because that was what happened in all hell the king he was taken out of prison basically like the mandarin wanted to see him like how dare he impersonate him all that so it'd be funny to see what he's up to if they if they go that route who knows um well in, in the comics there's a lot of spiritual stuff mm-hmm. uh ghosts and whatnot yeah so uh because he gets poisoned by some undead thing. Uh, two two members 
of his family the uh who lead the house of the staff and house of the dagger yeah are want him want to see him succeed and become head of, head of the clans he uh so he but he gets poisoned or something so he he's talking to the dead he sees them so i'm wondering if they're going to tie this into the movies as well oh yeah some undead stuff that'd be cool which would be a yeah, like some ghosts. So that Black might Panther be did that kind of. So yeah, it's not yep. totally far fetched. I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. You bill you for this film? Um, I'm excited to see it. I don't. I I never really followed, you know, Shang Chi or the Mandarin or Iron I didn't Man either. All that growing up. But yeah, I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of like kind of a classic, you know, kung fu kind of movie. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see Abomination in it and kind of. I was one of probably one of the few people that actually liked Incredible Hulk. I did too. I, mean, I did too. If you took if you took Edward Norton out of it, I, <laughs> I actually liked it. Yeah, but um, it kind of makes I, me excited to see like what this is because it looks like this is going to tie in to Doctor Strange a little bit, right? Um, and that makes me wonder if like uh, Everett Ross, if we're going to get if we're going to get Red Hulk, that'd be cool. Booker, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, that'd be kind of cool to see too. Because Ross um, is featured in Black I would, Widow. I would still like to see a, yeah, um, and I would still like to see like a standalone Hulk story. We never really got right that. Yes, we got kind of like his, you know, his story fleshed out in you know different mm-hmm. different vehicles, I guess. But, right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just because yeah, when I when Marvel Studios started, they had a deal with Paramount and Universal. I think the Universal deal was already set in place because of the, um, was it 2003 Hulk? Uh, Eric Bana starred. So I think that was already set in stone, but the studio was able to collaborate with Universal and call the shots, I think, for most part. But yeah, you had that interesting time where, yeah, you had Paramount and Universal distributing these films. And then when Disney bought it all up, I think that that's how we lost our chance for another Hulk film. And also, I don't think it degraded the box office, too, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think it compared to like Iron Man and Captain America. I don't think it did great. Right, and I think it came um, out after Iron Man. If I same year, same year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and I wasn't but, a fan of that one because I don't like the I don't like the thought of Hulk getting bigger as he gets angrier. He's oh, the original Hulk you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, with Eric Mana or whatever his name was. Yes, I didn't yes. like that one. That was trippy. Yeah. Yes, that was. I did like, and I don't like what they did with Absorbing Man. Yeah, that's not his. He doesn't. Yeah, that's not how he works. That movie's a mess. Yeah. However, <laughs> however, I did like the Edward Norton version. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, I liked it too. I just I, I didn't after seeing uh, Mark Ruffalo play Bruce Banner. I kind of, right. And I, you know, preferred him over Edward Norton, but. Yeah. This does give me hope that like maybe we'll get a movie with the leader in it, because uh, they tease that at the end of Incredible oh, yeah. Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, and the leader is just an amazing villain in Marvel. Um, so it makes me excited to like you know we're not just going to have one big bad that everybody faces. Maybe we're going to have just like a bunch of villains come together. You yeah, know, I'm still excited to see what they're going to do with that. But yeah, I, mean... I know Ken- I know Kang's kind of like on the docket to be the next big bad. But yeah, if you're going to introduce him, you're going to have to have like. I think we're a ways away from that. Like you're going to have to have the fantastic four involved. 
potentially like Galactus, mm-hmm. Silver Surfer, you know, we'll yeah. see, I guess. They'd be right to build it up uh, like they did Thanos, not just do it quickly, just here bits here and there, and then you have the big intro. Yeah. Show like a scene of him at the end of Doctor Strange, kind of like watching from the shadows. Right. And not really explain who he is yet. Right. You know, just kind of let him build up, kind of like, yeah, like you said, what they did with Thanos. And I'm happy with, you know, if Abomination is just in a scene, right? I'm happy when they sprinkle characters like this because it's like, there's all these yeah. possibilities. Like, we could revisit this or it could just be there, but well, at least you know they're out there in the universe and they, they matter. They, you know, they, they yeah. accept them. Yeah. It, it's just kind of like, like one of the four villains they didn't kill. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um, that That's the thing that I guess pissed me off the most about the MCU, like the early phases. It's like all the great villains, they killed them off. Oh, right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or um, did very little, like Crossbones. He did very little with him. He could have done, you could have done so much oh, more with him. Yeah. Crossbones is like, and, and that's the thing that, yeah, I guess kind of confused me too, because now they have U.S. Agent. In mm-hmm. there, and I mean, he's he's fought with crossbones too. I mean, I could have cared less about Batrock the Leaper. Like he's <laughs> very very much a D-list villain, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it gives me hope for the future of the MCU, though. Yeah, I mean, um, hell, you had that great fight scene in the first uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier with him. That was awesome. I I love that helicopter yeah. or was it jets? I can't remember. That was awesome. That was a way to that was a way to introduce a show. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I get what oh, you're saying. Yeah, Crossbones. I loved how where they took him, and uh, you know, at least the actor got to come back in Endgame. But still, um, yeah, maybe maybe he's just very badly burnt, kind of like Will Ferrell in uh, Austin Powers, and <laughs> he'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the whole like turning him into a suicide bomber thing was kind of dumb, but yeah. right, um, yeah. I don't know, like maybe, maybe like you said, Abomination is just kind of there in the background. Like they did that a lot with, I know it's totally separate companies and stuff, but like if you look at the 1990s X-Men animated series, mm-hmm, yeah. there was a lot of times where they just had like random people in the background, like Deadpool and Mystique and, you know, Omega Red and stuff like that before they even had like a story about them. So, I mean, it just kind of, maybe it's just there to be there and mm-hmm. it's going to be like, okay, that was cool. Moving on. Right, right. I mean, you know, Kevin Feige, he he loves his Easter eggs. Oh, of course, yeah, there. yeah. I mean, that's hey, that's fine with me as as long as we get to see him again. That's cool. That just tells me, hey, he's still around. And I don't know if they got Tim Roth to voice him at all. Like, you know, uh, I, I doubt it. But that's what I'm hoping. We'll see. I mean, maybe they they found a way to kind of like cure him so he can. But I think I don't think he ever like was able to transform back into. No, yeah, I think that's the character. He's just too far gone. I think he's just yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, Abomination's a good villain too. I mean, especially if they're going to have the Hulk show back up at some point. They really need to try to do a Hulk solo film. Maybe it could be, um, Ruffalo's swan song, if you will. Um, just yeah. we just need it and uh, you know if they can make a deal with sony they can make a deal with universal of course universal could still probably release the film just like sony does but it's got the mcu yeah. banner so i don't know i think it's kind of just mcu disney just being dicks about it you know they don't want universal involved and so they're just like yeah we'll just wait till we have the the rights back i mean they're doing she hulk like i said so i don't know i mean uh, i really they need just a hulk centered film you know just do it I'd like to see that because they could introduce so many neat villains. Yeah. You could also, I mean, 
there you could also take Betty Ross and transform her. Yeah. Uh, at one point, she was the a, a Red Hulk, Ooh. Red She Hulk, which she was. She was lethal. That would um, be a way to bring that movie. And then, yeah, do that. And then she also she also transformed into the band, uh, the Harpy, which yeah. was once again like her talons could pierce the Hulk's flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, you could bring in the Red Hulk. You could bring in Doc Sampson. Yeah. Who's not like, I mean, he's not big and green, but because of gamma radiation, his size has increased. Yes. You could bring in Rick Jones, who was a fun abomination or a bomb. Oh my God. And I cannot, I, in the, in Hulk and this agents of smash, Seth, was it Seth green? He did the voice of a bomb. And I would love to see him in a movie as a bomb. That would be cause cool. He, cause he's, cause Rick Jones is a little guy. <laughs> yeah so that would be neat as well um but you can bring in so many and then the leader which i'm sorry the leader read, read the current uh immortal hulks the leader is the downright scary yeah whenever the hulk dies or any version any gamma radiated character dies they go to a different version of hell that has a green door and that's how they cross back over they go through the door and come back but they don't remember going there the, the leader goes there and doesn't leave. He absorbs the Hulk's father, Whoa. taking those memories. At oh, one point, he damn. at one point he enters the Hulk's mind and starts taking away the Hulk's different versions and kills the Devil Hulk. And he eventually emerges with. He takes over Doc Samson's body, and Rick Jones. He actually forces Doc Samson into the Sasquatch, which is another, which is an Alpha Flight character. Um, but he, at one point, he is currently, he reduced the Hulk to a thinner, weaker version of him and baby version of himself. <laughs> and the, he, but he has absorbed Bruce Banner is, is mentally. He's absorbed Bruce Banner and he's absorbed these different versions of the Hulk and gotten super strong because he wants to absorb the the one below all who rules the, the green hell. Right. So he can have ultimate power. He's like... And to see him in the comics, he is downright terrifying because he literally absorbs these people into him, and you can see part of him sticking out of him. Ooh, this, wow. Oh, wow. He's got it figured. He finally gets it figured out. He is downright terrifying. So, yeah, I would absolutely love to see him come into the Marvel show and span over a couple of movies and That's get what people they need to do. the money before, he, before he's completely taken down. Yeah. Well, maybe She Hulk is their way in to introduce some of these characters, you know at least introduce them and then you can pick up with them later. That'd be smart. I, I don't know if she Hulk kind of shares the same villain gallery or not, but uh, that would be a way to bring in some of these remember. people. Yeah. I, I don't know much about she Hulk, but I hope it's uh successful. I know Mark Ruffalo is a part of it. Moving on. Do you guys, uh, you guys fans of Candyman? The original? I yeah. I really like <clears throat> it. I have not seen uh, the remake. I never got around to it. Yeah, it's still actually it's not out yet. The trailer just released. Uh, oh, okay. I think it's the second trailer. Um, what were your thoughts, yeah. Bill, on that trailer? I don't see how you can do it without Tony Todd. He he is can't. I mean, he's that's how that's how he became such a icon in the mm-hmm. horror genre. I'm I'm a big sucker for the classics. You know what I mean? I'll give it yeah. a shot. Maybe well, he actually is Candyman still. 
Oh, is he really? Okay, yeah. This... I didn't... See, I thought they like got somebody totally different. Than well, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, um, but yeah, it's it's a spiritual sequel to the '92 film, and it, it will ignore the other ones. It's kind of like doing what Halloween did, <laughs> you know. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, so it, it's a sequel, and he is he's still Candyman. If you go to IMDb, he's still listed as Candyman. Um, oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that totally, that totally shatters what I thought the yeah. movie was going to be. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a total reboot, kind of like the you know Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, sure, Friday. sure. Yeah, I think they're trying but, to honor what came before, but kind of maybe put a little new twist on it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, if Tony Todd's involved in it, I'll I'll give it a shot. It looks good. Like, uh, is everything matching up to the original from the the story yeah. of Candyman? For the most part. That retelling was creepy in the trailer. The yes. shadow puppet looking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you got Jordan Peele producing and he co-wrote this film. So he's definitely talented when it comes to um, scaring you. Um, he is. Yeah. He, uh, every single movie. He's, well, granted, he's done like two movies, but right. they've been amazing so far. Like yeah. Us, and, you know, uh, Get Out were both very good. Right, um, and they were they were scary without like doing the jump out and say boo type of scary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were just like that ever present danger was there. So that'll be cool to see. I never seen Candyman. I I I know of it, but I never did see it. I don't. Quickly, if you guys could tell me what the hell are the, what's with the bees? Um, I don't remember. I think that was just his calling card <laughs> yeah yeah i think so it's been a while since i've seen it it's I, stinger. I mainly yeah. remember his performance in it well the gist of it is it's an urban legend right and if you say his name five yeah. times while looking in the mirror kind of like was it bloody bloody mary when we were kids yep yeah, yeah like bloody mary. he appears in the reflection and kills you yeah yeah so this yeah this i guess I'm going to butcher his name. The star of this film, uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen II. He was, uh, he was, uh, in Aquaman played, um, oh gosh, what the hell is that character? <laughs> he played in Aquaman dude with the red eyes. Black Manta? Yes. Black Manta. Black Manta. Yep. Uh, he was in Watchmen. He was in Baywatch, that remake they did in the movie version of Baywatch. Um, he was in The Greatest Showman. He's he's a good actor, and he looks he looks great. Like the cast looks great. Like it just they all flow very well, and it looks like he's um he plays Anthony McCoy. And I guess in the original, from what I found, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's kidnapped by Candyman and kind of possessed a little bit. And so as an adult now, he still has a, a link to Candyman in some ways. And looks like he's a maybe investigative reporter or just a photographer, but he's just he has so much interest in this um Chicago neighborhood, I guess, where Candyman came from, if you will. So it's kinda like Candyman, well, if you if you follow that theory about Freddy Krueger that he never did anything to those kids and they, he was framed. Mm-hmm. Candyman was framed, right? Like he just was a nice guy, and then kids started lying about shit, and then parents oh, no. killed him. Cops. Whatever. No, Kruger, Kruger was a pedophile. Right, right. But there was a theory, I think, yeah. at one point where he was innocent. Like, if he would have, if he was innocent, then it just changes all the the story. But with yeah. Candyman, was he was he innocent? I, Do you recall? I, it's been so long. 
since I've seen I that think, movie. I think he was. Yeah. I think it was kind of um, But yeah, like the the Freddy Krueger thing, like him being innocent, I think that was like in the reboot they did with uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Yes. I think it was kind of like, oh, he, you know, we sent an innocent man or condemned an innocent man to die. And then oh, they found out, like, at the end, it was like, oh, no, he actually was a freaking piece of shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's it's good to see something kind of new, mm-hmm. you know, get a treat, new treatment, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm still holding out to see if somebody does, like, a decent, like, reboot of Hellraiser or something like that. It, yeah, it could be coming. I mean... But, uh, like picking up picking I mean, up where they left off, if you will, like Halloween and Candyman. Uh, I think they could do a nice sequel, possibly. Yeah. Uh, there's been so many Hellraiser uh, sequels. Oh, the yeah, the directed video stuff. We can just ignore. That. Well, that's what they would do. Yeah. yeah. If you want to stop at some point and do a like they did with Halloween, do a good sequel and take the, some of those and burn them. them underneath the rug. I'd yeah. be okay with that too. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's exactly. what they're doing with these Candyman ones. I don't know how many original. It was like four Candyman films, maybe. I don't I recall. So I only ever saw the original one. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking it. The other ones aren't very good. <laughs> so yeah, that's a popular thing. Just ignore, like, ignore they happened. But yeah, it looks great. I mean, it looks very, very scary. So um, it's kind of like the whole possession thing. It l- reminds me of Nightmare on Elm Street too. I don't know if you remember that sequel. It's oh, like yeah. it's like a dude possessed by Freddy, but yeah, like yeah. with this with this main character in Candyman twenty twenty one, yeah, it's uh it's like he's turning into him or something. He's got like that weird his skin's like decaying or something. He gets bit by a fly or or a bee, and yeah, it looks uh looks freaking trippy, man. I don't know, like why would anyone say that name five times? <laughs> you know, it's like ugh, don't do it. Don't do it. Because some of us, because some people are just fool. I, I mean, I did the Bloody Mary thing as a kid. Yeah, I think I did too. I remember, and I remember doing it and being incredibly anxious when I did it. <laughs> and then it was like, oh yeah, after nothing happens like that's what I thought. Right. Like I got brave after it happened, but yeah. like doing it, I would remember being anxious. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. You wouldn't have a movie if people didn't do it. So there you go. But yeah, that'll be out August twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. And our final trailer to talk about, The Suicide Squad. I think this is trailer two or three. I'm not quite sure. Got a little bit more, of course. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I guess people were talking negatively about it because of John Cena's butthole comment. Oh, God. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like He looks ridiculous. Like, yeah. I... That's the point, though. Like I, these, a lot of these characters are just like, it is I ridiculous, but it looks a fun. Spin-off series, though. Yeah, I can't well, believe he's getting his own series. I, oh, I wonder if the movie no. has to do well first. I don't know. I, uh, I do like. I don't know, um, but yeah. supposedly he ruined Fast Nine, so I don't know. I don't I, think that I don't know. I, I'm sorry, the Fast and the Furious movies. I'm, I'm that guy that just rolls my eye. I laugh so hard when I seen Fast and the picture for fast and the furious like 68 and one guy's in a <laughs> one guy's in a motorized wheelchair the other one's like, on a motorized scooter oh they They're yeah like it's, yeah I, I fast five is where it, it peaked i think and after that it got ridiculous like you know you're you're talking vin diesel stomps concrete and it breaks 
Rock throws a missile, I think. I mean, just crazy. They're live action cartoons is what they are. And yeah, yeah this new one. Um, I mean, I think everyone can tell from the trailer. They actually go to space. So, <laughs> yeah. But I heard what's funny is a lot of people who love these films, who've criticized them. They're like, yeah, the physics are entirely out the window in this film, like as if they weren't before. But I guess it must be that yeah. bad for for the lovers of the franchise to be like, no, you lost me. <laughs> Which is like, I, I don't get how they, you didn't get lost before, but <laughs> it's just crazy. I know this. Uh, I want to like them, but it's just funny. Oh. Yeah, I, I want to like them, too. But it's like without Paul Walker in it, I'm kind of. Yeah. It just makes me feel like stupid, you know. On like, his grave with it. Right. It's just like this is just goofy. Like so, it's kinda like men in black Suicide too. Squad, I'm kinda, yeah. The Suicide Squad, I'm kind of excited to see it. It looks I don't know. I I never judge, judge a movie by its trailer, but this look, um just yeah. from what I've seen so far, it looks better than the first one. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong with it. You can't go wrong with Idris Elba. He's a tremendous actor. Yeah, I like and I that. Got, um, yeah, I got sliced alone to voice the uh, King Shark or whatever. <laughs> yes. God, that's perfect. So the question is: Is, is King Shark going to be dumb as a box of rocks, or will yeah. they give him some intelligence? I think he's going to be dumb because I've seen him. I've, I've seen him on both ways. Yeah, just like, um, yes, they said. Um, yeah, they're like, what's your what's your um, what's your situation? Yeah. He's like bird. <laughs> He's kind of like the he's kind of like the Hulk in a way. It's like they either it depends on who's yes, writing for him. You're right. He's either smart or he's dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> yeah, but if he's dumb as a box of rocks, nobody better than Slice to Love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're like just say I these lines. It. Don't don't try anything yeah. different. Just say these lines. <laughs> yeah, for, for the most part, I enjoy the first one. For uh, I mean, I had a few problems i wish yes. they had gone more into detail with the croc yeah i like the look of it people, yeah yeah i you gave all these other people a backstory and then his was like you got treated like a monster so became one and that's not how that worked yeah that was my only yeah. that was i mean but for the most part it was entertaining um i will pro i will probably catch this when it falls on to, uh, to hbo max mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie because i'm curious the the star um, I know that I know that creature because I've seen it in the comics. I've seen it in the cartoons. Uh, in fact, recently I just seen how they what they did with it on uh, Young Justice. Mm-hmm. They just finished season three, so uh, this is a very devastating creature. The starfish, who, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Who conquers galaxies? Wow. It it it, uh, it, it creates smaller versions of itself, and when it, when those smaller versions hit you, whether it's on your chest, your face, whatever. Uh, it takes over your body. Ah. You became a puppet for the main one. So interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I've seen that version. I've also seen where it shows you your greatest desire, and so you stand there and just stare off into space and do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Where it completely immobilizes you, and that. And so I've seen both sides of it. However, so this is a very either way this is a very menacing creature. How they're gonna take? And I'm looking up all the characters. Mm-hmm. How we're taking a dozen people. I'm wondering. I'm sorry, Polka Dot Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm wondering how we're going to all work all this, work these people in, and how who's mm-hmm. going to live and die. I am excited to see Nathan Fillion and mm-hmm. Michael Roker. 
yeah. uh, on the cast. So I'm really curious on how we're going to do that. But John Cena looks absolutely ridiculous. I don't know much about Peacekeeper, though. So I don't either, peacemaker, but I'm so. digging his lines, though. It's hilarious, especially the second trailer. It's talking about like an island of dicks or something. He's like, if I had to suck them all, I would. For America or something like that. It was just the way he said it. I'm gonna it have to funny. look into him. You I'm gotta to see it. No, one. it's it's uh it's hilarious. Yeah, the whole him taking notes. I love that he's, in this one. Yeah. I think he's very much like the Alpha Chad super patriot yeah. guy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He's like if he's like if Captain America drank, you know, monster energy drink and <laughs> smoked new quartz. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I mean yeah, we anyway. We got a lot of characters. Joel Kinnerman's back as Rick Flagg. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. Viola Davis is Amanda Waller. So yeah, you got a lot of people returning um, from the the first Suicide Squad film. This is kind of like a light reboot. I, I take it. Um, you know, I will say yeah. uh, the director uh, David Ayer really he had he had the Zack Snyder treatment, if you will, of his vision, his version of mm. Suicide Squad. It it would have been, I think, a lot better than what we got. And they're still pushing for a cut of his own cut of that film. So we'll see if that happens. Yeah. But in the meantime, yeah, this this new one looks fun. And I think it, I think they're in on the joke, too. So it's not, you know, it's not like they don't get it. If James Gunn can take Guardians of the Galaxy and make that interesting, he can oh, yeah. probably do the same with us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think uh, he wouldn't have done it otherwise unless he was confident. It was It was done right. You know, a lot of these characters, I'm sure, will die off <laughs> really quickly. I yeah. I, <laughs> I like the weasel. I'll go see it in the uh, theaters like I did with the first one. Yeah. Just because that felt like kind of a waste. But um, yeah. I don't know. I'll probably wait till it comes out on streaming or something like that to see it. But mm-hmm. it, uh, it looks pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm confident in it, I guess. It'll probably bring some good box office numbers, I guess. We'll see. Yeah. I hope it's successful. Um, you know, I hope it, I, what I really hope, like I kind of got this, I kind of got this feeling from the trailer. It was almost like they replaced Deadshot with, uh, Edris Elba's character. And it's yes. going to be the same movie, but with a different lead. Yeah. Kind of wary about, but he's a, like I said, he's one of my, probably one of my favorite actors. So he could, if he can pull something, if he can polish a turd and make it look shiny, then, <laughs> Yeah, because he's playing yeah Bloodsport. So, but I do like how they said like he put Superman in the ICU. Like that's interesting to me, and yeah. I like when they talk about that. Okay, so so Conjuring Three. Okay, so the first one we dealt with a poltergeist, and the second one we deal with an actual demon, uh, which you uh, you meet as which goes on to get its own movie, The Nun. I've also been told there's a scene in the movie where. Uh, in the second one, where the little kid sits and watches one of those, you turn on the, you turn the, the light on it and spin it, and it does a little movie. Yes. Yeah. It's moving pictures, and it was the Crooked Man. Uh, and uh, during the movie, he appears. The Crooked mm-hmm. Man appears. I, so it's almost like it's another demon. Nice. So it's, it's gonna, he's gonna get his own movie as well. And the third one, they deal with the actual Satanist, who summons a demon. Yes. Um, I will say that. I was not as afraid of uh, this one. Didn't scare me like the second one did. Didn't creep me out, but it was still very entertaining. Mm-hmm. What gets is the movie opens up, literally opens up, and it takes place in the eighties. Um, and the movie is about how a young man gets possessed and kills somebody, and the Warrens are trying to prove 
that the boy was possessed and not himself when he killed this guy. Oh, okay. They had to prove possession. So the movie opens up with a eight or ten year old being possessed, and they're trying to exercise this demon. They kid, you know, and everything, and things go down where the demon transfers from the little boy to to an adult or to like a twenty one year old. Mm. So it was really it was a good movie. I don't want to give off too much away. Sure. Um, at the very end of the movie, they play audio from the original possession of the ten year old boy. Oof. And the things he say, and I'm sorry that voice will send chills up your spine. The actual voice. Um, yes, Ooh. they play. They cut. They show part of an interview with the Warrens on TV in real life when they talked about how they were trying to prove possession in the courtroom. Mm. And then they show pictures of the main, the kid, the the guy that was got who's going to be tried for murder. Uh, there's a scene where he's looking over his shoulder in the movie, <clears throat> going to the courthouse towards the end. They show a picture of him side by side with the actual person, and from the movie, from their from when uh, when it happened. Uh, so you get to see the actual person that was in this trial compared to the character. A picture of his girlfriend in the movie and in real life, and then uh, they did a side by side comparison of the red real Ed Warren compared to the actor and uh, his wife and the act- actress who played at her. Oh, wow. So it was it was a real neat. You got to see, uh, see you know, pictures from when this happened and the people it affected. And it actually tells you at the very end the outcome of the, outcome of the trial. So Really? But it was a very, yeah. So it was, uh, if you don't see the outcome, you, at the very end, he's going into the courtroom. Mm. However, uh, he, but at the very end, it tells you what happened and what happened to the couple. But it was, uh, it was a very neat movie. Wow. It was, yeah, you, you, they deal with a Satanist who is summoning a demon. And it's, it, yeah, like I said, I don't think it's as scary as the first one. Mm-hmm. But it, there was a lot of creepy effects and there was a lot of holy, you know, it, it made me stop and think if I really seen some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like there's a scene where the guy becomes possessed in prison because he's he's in, he's in and he floats and it's like I can only imagine in the 80s being the person behind the glass who's monitoring him monitoring him mopping the floor or monitoring <laughs> his room with the priest in there and all of a sudden dude is hovering four feet off the floor mm, yeah. and speaking in a speaking in a weird dialect like i probably would have in the 80s if as an adult i would have soiled myself oh god yeah so totally and people and people come in and witness this so in the movie so i can only imagine what some you know if these things happened the experience you know seeing them from that person's point of view in that time period it was mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Well, for those who don't know, the Warrens are actually real people, and these three films they've been a part of were actual events, correct? Like, yeah, I, they... I, yeah, I think, I think their daughter or their son-in-law is the one's been behind it. The Warrens are gone now. Are they? Yeah, uh, Ed died in two thousand six, I think, and okay. his wife died in two thousand twelve, and. I actually got to looking at it. And Annabelle resides with their son-in-law. <sighs> now, what happened to the rest of their collection, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, in fun fact, Annabelle doesn't look like the dog movie. Annabelle looks like a raggedy Ann. 
right, which, handmade Raggedy Ann doll. I don't know which is more which scary. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the the Raggedy Ann doll is, cre- is creepier because I mean, she's handmade, so she doesn't. Yeah, mm. she's creepier. Yeah, because she's handmade, so her dress is a little off and stuff. But that that's what disturbs me the most is if there's any truth to the movies that how much problems she called caused. <laughs> Then you go to a garage sale and see yes. children's toys for sale, and it's like, I don't even want to touch those. No, not at all. Yeah. Does not help. And then you, the, think, uh, about, toy then line. you think about Robert, who is a handmade doll, and the story behind him. And those of you who don't know about Robert, you should look into him. He's anybody who becomes a, a possession of him before he ended up in a museum their personality completely changed. Mm. And the story is that now, if you do not ask his permission to take his picture, Ah, bad things happen to you. Until you apologize, you end up with bad luck. Jesus. So, just handmade dolls are just not my... I don't think I want them in my house. Especially if they're made with hate, you know? It's like, ooh. Yeah, Yeah, I want to know who made them and why. Like, yeah. My grandmother's got a, a friend. My grandmother's got a friend who makes all kinds of stuff for my daughter. And I'm okay with that because that woman is, a, is a, an angel. Yeah. But like, I don't want to walk up to cross. Oh, my great great grandma's nanny made this for no. Well, they can stay on that table. She was underpaid and she hated the family. <laughs> I'm not touching it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So but yeah, the <clears throat> the Conjuring trilogy, if you will. Uh, how, do you rank so you rank the second one the most scariest out of three or um it's been a while so the, now the first one scared me because it's it was new for me but i think i think the second one's the scariest mm-hmm. but the, all three of them were very entertaining good and it for the fact that it's a sequel and it held my entry you know because some sequels just fall flat fall mm-hmm. short um i think that it did it did the, the name justice good and, so, and the fact that it's been been the same director and producer on all three films, like because he doesn't want to stop, mm-hmm. that helps. Yeah, is it James Wan who directed them? Do you recall? I think so. Yeah, who also directed Aquaman. Yeah. So yeah, he's got his plate full. Yeah, he's got his plate full. He's yeah, got he a does. whole list of stuff that he wants to do. Yeah. Good. I think he's working on uh, Mortal Kombat as well. He I mean, originally he wanted it. to. I don't know. I think he produced yeah, it. Do you recall Bill? To. Um, I thought he had some involvement. Well, yeah, he he had some involvement on the the recent remake that he yes. did. Yeah, which I thought was pretty solid. I mean, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's set he's up. Planning to do the sequel too. They better do it. As far yeah. as I know, they better get moving with it. I hope. Hope they don't just stall and be like, "Well, yeah, need to reexamine." Uh, <laughs> How they do it. And I, I thought that that one was very fitting for the character of Shang Tsung. He's going to cheat to win. Why? Because mm. his master wants to win at all costs. Yeah. It was interesting. I think that they should have given, you should have seen more powers out of him, maybe a morph, other than just stealing somebody's soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hard to beat that first Shang, that Shang Tsung or whatever uh, we got. I wasn't that impressed with him. I thought he was. Yeah, the well, actor is what lost you, right, Bill? It's the actor they chose. Um. Well, and he's a tremendous actor too. Like he's he's been in things that have been good. It was just the fact that he didn't do anything. He was yeah. like some, you know, '90s Saturday cartoon villain. <laughs> yeah. 
he better pull out all the stops in the next movie to show us why he's feared. Yes. Yeah, exactly. For sure. But he needs to be, they need to have an actual tournament in the second one. This is, yeah, this is supposed to be the pre tournament. Then the next one is supposed to be the tournament. And the third one, I guess, is supposed to be the, uh, Con or whatever his name is, he's supposed to lose his get lose his mind for because he lost that tournament and full out invade. Okay, uh, to, yeah, to break, that makes he's going to break all the rules. Sense. So, okay. but the guy who did the original the nineties one, Con, he uh, they're not Con, but uh, Shang Shang Sun. He said that for years after that, mm-hmm. kids would look at him and cry. <laughs> <laughs> because they thought he was Shang Tsung. He was good, man. And he would just yeah. smile and cackle at them. He absolutely loved to scare the kids after that. Yeah. He was so. I mean, he, so his. I'm sorry. He's hard to follow. Right, and they actually yeah, use was, him in the new games, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they used him in uh, Mortal Kombat 11 to, to voice it. And That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you just can't replace that. I mean, I get why they wanted a fresh cast. Well, so. I'm, yeah, he even came back for uh, season two of Mortal Kombat Legacy. Oh, I gotta check that out still. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I gotta find that. Super interesting. Well, so you recommend the new Conjuring film, correct, Dave? I do. Okay. I, yeah, good. The new the new Conjuring, I recommend that. Um, if you are a fan, of, I'm also recommending Mass Effect Legacy. Uh, if you were a fan of the first those those three movies, all three of them together with all but one DLC. Uh, they touched it up a little bit, so um, that's what I'm playing right now. I'm loving every minute of it, reliving that the hero, reliving that world. Um, Great, I'm killing time. I'm killing time until Dying Light Two. Oh yeah, I'm I'm so, looking forward to that coming out. I'm looking forward here. to seeing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that come out because that that's supposed to come out on my birthday, so that might be a a birthday present to myself. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I was just going to recommend for anybody who hasn't played it, um, Resident Evil 8. Very good. I'm going through that one. Well, editing all the videos of it now. Sure. I finished the story finally, and it was. I still like Seven better, but it was it was a good follow up. Um, wasn't exactly you know. It, it wasn't the over the top bullcrap they tried to get away with in like Resident Evil Six, where the guy's punching a boulder, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Um, I would avoid, if you haven't played it yet, I would avoid all the, like, me. There's a ton of memes and everything like that out there that'll totally spoil the story for you, so I'd avoid all that. But, oh, man, sure. I've seen some of those, I think. Not really a video game, but if you haven't seen the... Uh, it's kind of related to a video game. If you haven't seen the um, set photos yet for the Uncharted movie, I would go ahead and check those out. Um, not okay. thrilled that, uh, I'm not thrilled that Mark Wahlberg is playing Sully. But yeah, I'm not see, a big fan. <laughs> of he, his... he has one. He has one mode. Yes, you know the obnoxious Jersey boy. He's getting chosen for all these films. Yeah, just, yeah. Just go make know. a Ted three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're making a series, I believe. I think they are making a series, series? but he won't oh, be a part God. of it. They I don't are. think he'll be a part of it though. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think it. he is. I think it's going to be more. It's it's going to be more of a Seth MacFarlane thing. So it's probably going to have, you know, Seth MacFarlane, Neil Kunis, and yes, uh, whatever name is that plays Lewis. I can't think of him. Right. Whatever. Right. Um. But yeah, that's all I've got for recommendations. Sweet. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah. Check out Conjuring. Uh. Three. 
The Devil Made Me Do It, I believe. That's on HBO Max yep. for, I think, until the 30th. So today's the 27th. So hopefully by the time this airs, check it out. I don't know if it was the 30th or the 4th, but it's going to drop here soon. Yes. Yeah, I got to check that out. And, of course, yeah, Resident Evil 8. Check out 515 Gaming and also Field of Geeks. And, uh, yeah, with that said, uh, thanks, Dave and Bill, for being on. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Had fun talking about all these crazy things. And uh, we will be back. I'm Josh. I'm David. I'm Bill. Have a good one. Bye.